You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. All right. Well, welcome to Take a Breath with Joe and Tom, the best B2B business and life podcast on uh, on, 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 on the air. In the cloud. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, typically, uh, you know, I don't, I don't always introduce what the show is, but you know, on this show, uh, on the, on the podcast, we go over, uh, both the challenges in, in, in building businesses. And really, I mean, the, the thing about building a business is whether you're building a business, a family, um, whatever it is, it's, it's amazing. There's a lot of the same type of, of stuff you need to do. So that, 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 those are the types of things we talk about. So, um, uh, it is, uh, Friday, what, uh, February 10th, February 10th. Yes. All right. Um, what this a week, is where, Joey. yeah, it, oh, oh, it was week. a crazy, crazy week. Good week. A lot of battles, uh, you know, but uh, we're here to talk about it and uh, we're, we're better off for it. And luckily we're having success. So that, that's what it's all about. Right. Um, you and I do a lot of meetings, right? A lot of presentations. Um, and one of the things, you know, I was listening to a podcast, which I listened to a gazillion podcast, but I was actually listening to uh, a comedian, famous comedian, Louis C.K., who uh, has, has come back from uh, being canceled. <laughs> um, but you know, it, he was talking about this neck, this, 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 what I'm about to talk about, but it, I, I find that this doesn't get talked about enough. People think that it doesn't exist with, with a lot of the stars and a lot of people who, who you see giving talks, but it's stage fright, right? Do you experience, first of all, do you experience stage fright before a, before a demonstration or a presentation? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, anytime that, it, it, every time I have a new meeting and I'm meeting somebody for the first time, mm -hmm. I always get um, an exciting kind of nervous feeling um, in my belly. And I mean, that's been this, the case for 25 years, you know, and and uh, so the short answer is, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, I mean, that's that a little bit of that or it's our first dance, you know. Right. No, I mean, a little bit of that is actually healthy. I mean, that's yeah. that 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 rush. Uh, and there, there's ways to combat the, um, that the stage fright, which I'll, I'll get into in a second. But that rush of adrenaline that you feel right before you give a presentation, that's actually that, that you know, that's carryover from when we were in the jungle and we were hunter gatherers and, you know, a, 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 a tiger was behind us. And we're like, you know, like that. And and that fight or flight is what propelled us to to you know that, this is why we're still like yeah survival of the fittest exactly so um you know obviously if there's too much stage fright and it's paralyzing that's not healthy but you know right it, it's just a misnomer like a little bit of stress is actually what makes people want to do well you know like oh my god i'm nervous in a basketball game i want to 
all right, I'm going to play tougher defense or I'm going to get a rebound or I'm going to score, whatever it is right. um, that, that you are uh, uh, nervous about. You know, there, there are some famous stories. Uh, Ray Lamont, you remember Ray Lamont, Lamontane? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he had crippling stage fright that he would uh, sometimes give concerts like with his back turned to the audience like crazy Jim did the same thing jim who did he, yeah jim, jim morrison, morrison he was saying with his back to the audience until he built up that confidence yeah there you go and carly simon is famous for having crazy crippling stage a lot of famous people that you would just never believe and i and i get it i mean so i do so one thing you could do is the heavy breathing um when you do heavy deep breathing it actually puts you into that fight or flight mode before you're. So if I know I'm giving a, a, a talk, a presentation or whatever, I'll do that heavy breathing 10, 20 times. I'll get lightheaded. But what it does is it, it tricks your, your body and your brain to thinking you're under a stressful situation. So all that adrenaline and endorphins and all those things that protect you in, in a uh, stressful situation are already there. Right. So that when you uh, go out to perform, the, you don't have to go through the fight or flight. You're it's already induced and you're, you're actually calm and you're ready to, to tackle that, that tiger. <laughs> type yeah, of thing. Yeah. So uh, I just, you know, I, people don't think, you know, Hey, uh, you guys are entrepreneurs. You've been yeah. doing presentations for 20 years. You must, you, you must not get nervous. No, still get nervous. Well, yeah, it, it reminds ends, me but... of my wrestling days. You know, I wrestled for, you know, 10, 15 years or whatever. And, you know, year nine, I, I would still get very nervous, you know, when I went on the mat and you know, shook the kid's hand and uh, my opponent's hand. But then once things got going, I just knew what to do because I've been doing it so long. It's kind of it's kind of the same way I feel that because you never know what's coming at you. Um, but chance does favor the prepared. So I always find it helpful when I've got talking points, if I've got some type of structure and talking points to um, to review. And sometimes I'll send them ahead of time so that the, the prospect or the customer can look at them and, and maybe provide feedback or add a couple bullets. And that's just very helpful into guiding, you know, the conversation because you never want dead air. Like, I mean, it's fun to kind of chit chat about the kids and, and, and all that stuff, but, but you do want to get on a call and there is an object, an objective. You don't want to waste anybody's time. And you want to make the best use of, of the call. Yeah. Exactly right. I mean, so there are some things that we, you know, can't control. Like sometimes, you know, we talk about this all the time, but if your internet is not great and you have a big <laughs> meeting and you're on a Zoom and yeah, doesn't go well and you don't know when you're going to get back that get back on. And some of that stress, you know, we talk about, and this is really the next one on the dock. And, and again, um, the, the stuff that we talk about in this podcast throughout the week, I jot stuff down or, right. and Tom tells me to jot stuff down real of real things that happen that we think would be interesting to talk about. But these real these happen to us. But so we we get there is a stress level, but sometimes and, and this may be actually pretty healthy uh, also. But we keep talking about how much leads cost the cost of a lead. Yeah. Right? right. So if you. No, I mean, first of all, I, I most people don't know how much it is to to the cost of a lead. You know, right. if you don't have lead gen and they say, "Hey, it's this much for a lead," right. you have you know the amount of effort and time, you know, which translates into money, which translates into you know you're you're doing lead gen. What else can you be doing? You know, uh, the you know the the 
uh, you know, the opportunity cost of it. If I'm working on one thing, that means I'm not working on another thing. So that could add stress and pressure if we know that we get a lead from our lead gen partner and we know it costs X amount of dollars for that lead and we're on with them, there's added pressure to, you know, make sure that that's not a lost cost. Right. Yeah. I think it's a benefit too, because exactly. you, are, you are going, you are, it doesn't matter if you're paying for lead gen or you're turfing up your own leads or, or however you're getting leads, there is a cost to it, you know, and we can go into a more effective costs, you know, for, for lead gen and more expensive costs. But you're absolutely right. When you know there's a cost to a lead, you want to make sure that that first call is you, you, you have your A game on, you have an objective. And even if even if the the call and I this happened to me last week, I started talking, we got on a Zoom and I started talking and I appreciated this because because my lead said, hey, I'm going to stop you right there. Mm -hmm. I just signed a two-year contract with your competitor. Mm. So, and I thought to myself, well, I'm on the, I'm on the call with, with his, with his name is Kyle. I'm on, I'm on the call with Kyle. And uh, so why don't I pull some value out of this? I'm not just going to say, thank you. I don't want to waste your time. Let's move on. So I started asking questions about, okay, well, how do you, how do you use, I'm not going to say that the, our competitor, the competitor, but how do you use it? So he started walking down how he, how he used it. And this is an important thing too. You always want to have some silver bullets in your pocket for your competition, meaning that you want to have differentiator points against your competition. Know your competition. I mean, you don't have to know them in depth, but you need to have five or seven differentiators that when Kyle started talking, keep this in mind, Joey. He said, I, I'm going to stop you there. This is three minutes into the call. I'm going to stop you there. We just signed a contract, two-year contract with your competitor. Let's hang up. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, well, you know what? How do you use it? So we started talking. And as he was talking, I was started to drip. I was like, okay, that, that sounds great, but this is what we do different. This is what we do different. Just want to let you know, Kyle, this is what we do different, just so you know what else is out there. So in two years, you know, when your contract is up or whatever, by the way, we don't do annual contracts. We do a monthly differentiator. So we started talking. We were on the call for 25 minutes, 35 minutes, 40 minutes. So where this call went from, no, not interested, we started chit-chatting. And I was pulling value from how he did things. And I could take his competitive knowledge and apply it to our product. So I, my, my mind was like, okay, well, you know, th this is a lead that's not going anywhere. Joey, guess what? By the end of the call, he said the words, he's like, you really got me thinking, yeah. you know, he said, you got me thinking. And um, ultimately we did sell him another branch of our services. Um, I think, it, you know, he's, he's going to make, take the next step. And I think he might engage with us for some of our white labeling, um, you know, products and all that, but it, it was fantastic. You know, it was a great call. And there's we went so to, there's, to, it's a 180. It was there's so many nuggets in there in what you just said and a lot you know, I knew that story and I actually jotted it down and, you know, the, 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 what we have on the doc is don't, don't be so fast and a call. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just because they say we, we, or we don't need you or we're using your competitor. Don't be like, okay, you know, don't do that. 
You know, uh, we one of our old uh, mentors and many, many, many lives ago used to tell us that selling selling starts with someone says no. When there's right. some objection, that's when like anybody could say, hey, do you want this? Yes. Great. Yeah, that doesn't mean you're a good salesman. But when someone says, you know, I don't think I need this and you don't panic and you keep them on and you start asking questions with obviously asking questions is the key to right. sales, really. Uh, I mean, one of the keys is asking good questions, not just questions, but you kept them on. You heard some things. You weren't trying to, you know, put the hard sale on. And even when that doesn't happen, I think it was uh, Jeff Bezos who says like, he knows right away if he's going to hire, you know, yeah. or he used to know right away. He doesn't do this anymore. I think right. he's out of it. But when he would hire people, he would know right away within minutes if, yes. if he wanted to hire them or not, but he would keep them on the phone because his objective was, you know what? I can learn something from everyone. That's so he would so not key. get off the phone until he learned something new. So key, I had to, I mean, I had a couple of these calls. Again, as Joey said at the beginning of this, these are life stories that we present in our podcast that we learn from. And these tips can help anyone else that's in our position or an entrepreneur. And I had a similar call with a, a CEO of uh, a nice size company. And I knew within minutes, like what he had, I had no value for him. I couldn't mm. offer him anything that he didn't have. And I was actually pretty amazed by his setup, how, mm -hmm. how he had his market automation set up. So really cool guy. His name is Brian. And, uh, and, and five minutes into it, I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't think I have anything for you, but show me more about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And he started diving in and he started, he took over the screen share and he started diving in and, and he walked me through the process. And I really appreciate it because he had been like, I, I got stuff to do, Tom, you know, like I'm out of here. You don't got anything. I'm leaving. So he walked me through the process and, and I took nuggets. He directed me to potential bit uh, companies that we could use to, to link into our system and all this. And I walked away and we were on for about 20 minutes, you know, and 25 minutes but I walked away with knowledge. I walked mm. away with information. I walked away with how we can do things better. And I appreciated mm -hmm. that. So I, we went from a lead, like that cost of a lead, it was, there was a cost. Mm -hmm. I knew I wasn't going to have a sale, mm -hmm. but I walked away with information. I walked away with intelligence mm -hmm. and that helps you grow. So you just want to keep in there and, and you, you can tell the people that'll help you. I mean, if, if you ask for help, most people will help you, you know, unless, they you know, and, but, but assuming like, you know, we had a scenario earlier this week where we had a lead um, and uh, we looked at the website and we're like, man, these guys are all like, they have it, they have it going on. Like they have everything, <laughs> you know, they even mentioned uh, website analytics and I'm like, and it was my, you know, the, I was the one who was going to be on with them. Yeah. And I was a little bummed out because at first I thought it was going to be good. And I'm like, nah, these guys, you know, I don't think they really need us, but I'll get on with them anyway. Yeah. Turns out they were a small company. They just had a good website. You know, that's the thing. Analytics to us means something very different to another person and, uh, and another, per like it's, it's one of those words that like website analytics, what does that mean? Is it Google analytics? Is it, company names and email address, like what, you know, social media, email, you know, which analytics are you talking about? You know, how do you get them? Do you use them? And it turns out, I mean, he was the guy I, I was actually trying to, I mean, I was, I was going against everything we just said. I was like, ah, I don't think you need us. 
you know, I just wanted to get on with you, introduce right. myself. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't let me get off. He's yeah. like, and then I'm like, what? I'm like, you guys have analytics. He's like, mm, not really. And so it turns out it's actually a decent opportunity, but that's the, that's the gist is that no, you that's just, a good just point, never know. You like, that's a great point. Like you want to do your due diligence ahead of time. You want to prepare yourself and you may think that there's, there's not a gap that you can fill, you know, with this particular customer for one reason or another, but you, a lot of times you're pleasantly surprised that okay. you do have something that you can help or, or they, that person can help you or, or refer you to someone like you just never know. So you want it, you want to stay in it and you want to just figure out how you can help one another. And sometimes it's, it, it is as simple as I don't think we can help each other and you, you move on. That's it. But, uh, but not well, yeah, and it's it, something there. If you're in the same, you know, same world. Yeah. When you assume, I mean, you know, it, it gets complicated and it messes with your head a little bit because it's like you could have a success story and it, and it's just, Oh my God, it fits in perfectly. All right. This is the industry we're going in. And then you talk to a company just like the one that you had a major success story in. Right. And it doesn't translate the same way. Right. You know? So I, I don't know what you get from that, uh, but you just, I think that, I think the gist is every situation's different and you know, you try to find similar situations, obviously. Uh, but a good segue is, yeah. is I heard story, mm. story. Yeah. Stories are, yes. gold, are gold. Stories yeah. are gold. And yeah. you can only have stories if you put yourself out there. Totally. You're on the front line. If you have success, if you have failure, you I mean you can you can leverage those stories of failure as equally as you can with success. You can warn somebody ahead of time. Like you can the the, the stories that we've accumulated, you know, since we've since we've you know created you know our businesses are such an asset. Totally. Are such an asset because they're real. Yeah, they they come across they come across they are real. So they come across as. They're consultative. They're, you know, they're, they have value. They have value. They're, they're, they're worth a lot. And um, I, I can't say enough about that because, because a lot of times we, we, we work with partners and they set up our product and they roll it out to their clients and they're kind of like, well, what do you, what do you, what do you, can you send me like your 60 minute pitch, your elevator pitch and this and that. And I'm like, I, I can, I'll sell you a sell sheet. I'll sell you a video. What is this? But the best thing to do is get them rolling, get their clients feedback and have a story. Listen to what they're saying. Listen to their successes. Listen to what they think is right or wrong. Then you can replicate that. Well, and, and, and it, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And, and so with a story, you know, what makes in business anyway, what makes a story good is when you can really, I don't want to say dumb it down, but simplify it in a way that you could, you could, you could visualize how it could be applicable to others. For example, you're right. Yeah. For example, for us in particular, we, we didn't plan it this way. We were, we go after marketing agencies, but we're having a lot of success with commercial construction and architecture firms. And somebody's like, well, why? Well, because uh, the, these companies get, uh, because of all the software that we have, we put on their website, they're, they're, they're able to see when people have construction needs earlier in the process than they Early ever needs. would have normally. What happens is 
you can't, by the time you read about these opportunities in the paper, you can't bid on them. So they're able to make early contact, bid on these opportunities, and they're winning more. So when I talk to architectural firms and design firms, they're like, no, 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 I get it. Uh, we want to try it. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, the quickest meeting. Architectural firms, especially, it's almost like having a crystal ball and kind of because you know the, the prospect, the prospect's vision ahead of time. My cat. And if they change beats, all. Oh. <laughs> If they change beats, like you need, you need that crystal ball so that you can prepare for, for, you only get one shot as an architectural firm to present yourself. And if you can kind of get, get inside the minds of a prospect looking through your virtual store, that's gold, man. That is gold, you know? So, so yeah. Um, And again, we have so many stories because people use this intelligence so many different ways. So, so I, I, we're, we're probably coming to the end of uh, this, but, um, you know, one thing I did want to just make sure, you know, I, I had this on the dock when we were talking about the cost of a lead, but right. specifically to, um, you know, today, email marketing, you know, it, it's the cold calling of yesterday. We talked about, you know, cold calling and how podcasting is taking a place of cold calling. But pe- right. I mean, email marketing is still it's huge. Relevant. It is. It's made, it's made a big comeback. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the point that I want to make is, is that, you know, anybody could buy a list. I mean, today there, there are all these companies. Um, in fact, you could even get lists from us, uh, but yeah. there are all yeah. these companies that say, all right, you want to buy lists? Here's the lists, right? Why you need a good lead gen partner um, is they're not just, Legion. I mean, they're not just like creatives who put together catchy emails, although we do that as well. But what you need are the experts to not get you flagged and blacklisted right. from, from servers, from, from Mimecast and all that stuff. You don't want to, you don't want to be sending out thousands and thousands of emails to a list. And then all of a sudden it messes up your ability to email someone or receive an email that happens. And the benefits. Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't think it's talked about, like if I was, you know, these lead gen companies should be marketing this aspect of their business is the fact that they know how to get their, get your message out in a way that's not going to disrupt your brand or disrupt how you send or receive emails, which is huge. It's huge. It's huge. I mean, you, huge. you don't want to be most, you know, medium sized businesses, even larger. You don't want to be part of the sausage making part of it. No. The, the, the sausage making, the lead yet, and they do such a great job. Most of them do such a great job at it. It's, it's, it's difficult. They, they're, they're, they're operating on five, six different email platforms, you know, constantly totally. swapping domains, um, just making sure that your brand gets in there. You're not red flag. You're exactly. presented professionally. And then all, all we see is, you know, president, a lead president, <laughs> you know, president John Smith wants to learn more about what you do. I mean, how awesome is that? But don't discount what's behind that lead, that lead, that lead is worth a lot more than really what we pay for it. A hundred percent. Even if, even if the lead doesn't go, even if the lead doesn't convert, as we mentioned, if we're pulling other competitive intelligence out or other partnership intelligence, it still has value. But man, 
what's behind a lead is, is quite, quite powerful. It really yeah. Is. yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, I get into this conversation with people uh, with demonstrations all the time. They talk about lead gen, like, ah, you know, and, and I get it. Finding a good lead gen partner is not easy. Uh, we, by the way, I and mean, we talk about it all the time, we have an excellent lead gen partner, yeah. um, that we can introduce you to, uh, but I can't, you know, when you find that lead gen partner, they're invaluable. I mean, that's, yeah. that's really the, uh, that's really, so, um, uh, any, any other, I mean, I did have something about leveling up. Uh, did you, you know, we could talk briefly about leveling up a, a business or we could save that for another, uh, yeah, let's, another, let's save it. Yeah. Let's, let's save, save that it. one yeah, for another. That's a good one to come out, you know, it is. start yeah. with a level up, um, and, and, um, yeah, let's you start know, scaling let's up, leveling company. up. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Jay. Hey, a fantastic week. And yeah. you know, it's never, it's certainly never, never dull, you know, no. entrepreneur world, uh, entrepreneur father world, you know? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm ready for, I'm ready for weekend, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, I mean, as we usually do, you know, check, check, that's my cat making a mess. I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, check out the marketing podcast network. We're on it. Uh, whoa. Whoa. Yeah. My cat's going crazy. She she gets angry with me if I don't uh, if I if I don't give her attention. Oh, anyway, marketing podcast network. Jason Falls, you know, uh, we're on there. There's a lot of good uh, marketing B two B podcasts on there. So anyway. yeah, MPN, we're growing it. We I just got a client on board uh, yesterday, so we're let's keep growing that that uh, that network. It's a fun network and it's and it's powerful. So yeah. yeah. So good job, Joey. I'll talk right. to you. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. Have a great weekend. Um, you too. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.